News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. That's the, that's the station. Right Side Radio, that's the show. Phil Williams, I am the host, and we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, listen, uh, I had a caller call in during the break, ask for clarification on something, and since I'm an attorney, I don't mind clarifying a legal matter. He said he heard something about Roy Moore having charges dropped against him. No, I, th- I think what you heard, sir, was uh, the fact that um, – so the, the the Roy Moore saga, you know, continues on in litigation right now, and there's various aspects of the different uh, uh, claims being made. Well, uh, I think her name was Lee Korfman, if I'm not mistaken, and she was from Gadsden. She's the one who claimed uh, that uh, that he uh, had, uh, um, you know, mis you know inappropriate contact with her, uh, sexually assaulted her potentially uh, back you know, like 30 years ago or something, and uh, and I don't know that the full details of her case against him, but that's what we're talking about. She sued him for defamation because she said that in, in the uh, campaign process, of course, that he had called her a liar. Well, he's defending his interests. I'm not sure why he's not allowed to say she's a liar. Um, whether she is or not is for the courts to sort out. So all said and done, uh, in this particular case, um, the, the courts just recently ruled that she could not file suit against his campaign. And, if, and just, just to back you up on that real quickly, campaigns uh, are, are formed just like a, almost like a small business. They are an entity to themselves. So she was trying to sue the campaign and sue him, and the court said, uh, no, uh, you can sue him, but you cannot sue the campaign uh, because it may be that the campaign still has money in its campaign accounts. So anyway, that's what you heard, sir, and uh, just to clarify for you, uh, there you go. Hey, listen, I, I am watching... I'm watching the news of uh, Afghanistan just... Uh, <laughs> I talked about it yesterday, but I got to talk about it again today because it's it's a it's a minute by minute changeover right now. It, it has gotten to the point that it's almost ridiculous. Now I want you to keep in mind, by the way, that in July of this year, July, just last month, right? July, less than thirty days ago, I think it was less than thirty days ago. President Biden said it's unlikely the Taliban would ever take over Afghanistan. Well, how's that holding up? Not real well. Let me let me let me share with you a variety of reports. I've got I've got multiple pages right here of, of reports from various sources uh, that are just you know curl your hair when it comes to Afghanistan. And by the way, if you're a veteran of that war in Afghanistan, thank you for your service first of all. But if you're a veteran of that war, it should be infuriating you right now that your time, your energy, your efforts, your sacrifices, and and perhaps your injuries and the deaths of those you knew. Uh, all appear to be being thrown away by an administration that is filled with a bunch of jack wagons who couldn't find their backside with both hands. There you go. In July of last year, or July of this year, Biden said, President Biden said, unlikely the Taliban would ever take over. Well, they are. Right now, the Afghan national government only controls about a third of its geographic territory. It is that bad. And and there there's reports out right now that the, the Taliban are literally 30 miles outside of the main capital of Kabul. That's where we are. They took over Kandahar yesterday, which used to be, um, it was it was sort of the symbolic center of the Taliban's home. Um, I, think that's in, I think that's Helmand province. Uh, and, and then they also took over Kunduz, which is where I spent a year when the war began. Um, and, and, and literally they took it over just in the last few days uh, Kunduz had been their last holdout in the original invasion back in 2001-2002. And it's, 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 it's reprehensible what is being allowed to happen. It is apparent, and some of the experts like General Jack Keane are saying it is apparent 
that the uh, Biden administration was completely off guard without any good planning for the moment. Now, it's not so much a military loss as it is going to wind up being a human rights disaster. Disaster. If you want to call in and dispute with me, I'll tell you firsthand stories of my discussions with people who lived under the Taliban. I will tell you firsthand stories of things that I found when I got there and the ground was still smoking from the original invasion. I'll, I'll tell you the firsthand stories of, of, of young ladies who were not allowed to even go to school or, or have a moment when they could uh, be at peace because women were considered to be like cattle. In fact, I'll never forget one time seeing an old dude, uh, an Afghan dude, basically a traditionalist, and, and he had this old raggedy beat-up car. And, the, you know, cars were there, but they weren't as common as what you would think. But he had his old beat-up car, and I'll never forget seeing him drive by my safe house one day. He had a goat in the front seat of the car with him, and he had a woman in a burqa in the back seat. That's the way life's going to be when the Taliban take back over. There's a report right now uh, coming out on, uh, this is a report off of Bloomberg, I think. And Bloomberg is reporting that the Taliban is already abducting young girls to turn them into sex slaves in Afghanistan. It happened. It happened on a regular basis. The Taliban terror group is allegedly going door to door right now in some regions of Afghanistan, selecting girls as young as 12 years old to become their sex slaves uh, for the group's jihadi fighters. They, 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 they quote unquote, marry them to the fighters. They're considered to be um, literally spoils of war. I mean, there's actually a word for that. It's called a khanhamat, which means spoils of war. And, and this, is, this is what's happening right now is Taliban commanders, after catching, capturing some of the provincial capitals, are ordering the local imams, the Islamic leaders, to bring the lists of unmarried women from 12 to 45 years old to their soldiers so they can choose the ones they want for their spoils of war. That's already happening. All right, now, I'm going to recommend a movie to you. Uh, did you just change gears, Phil? What are you doing? No, it's all in the same vein. Bear with me. Hey, Copper, do you ever, like, download movies? Do you watch things on Netflix or whatever? Yeah, just stream them. Um, I'll recommend this to you, too, because it's, 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 it's amazingly well done. Uh, it's called Osama. It's just like Osama bin Laden, but mm-hmm. it's called Osama. Uh, it's the first movie that was made in Afghanistan after the fall of the Taliban. It was, it's, so it's, it's everything you see in it is legit. I mean, it's, it's made in a small Afghan town. Mm-hmm. All of the, the people there are Afghan citizens, uh, and it details absolutely and factually the true life accounts of what women went through under the subjugation of the Taliban. Mm-hmm. Through the drama, here's what they did, uh, Copper, in the movie, they, they literally um, they took a, a, a family. It was a grandmother, a mother, and a young daughter who I think was supposed to be roughly 12 years old. And, and, and these three women, the, the men of the family had died in the fighting. And the Taliban now took control of their village. And once the Taliban took control, they were not allowed to work, so they couldn't earn a living. So they're starving to death in their own house. They couldn't go to school. Uh, they couldn't do anything except sit and to hope that one day someone would take pity on them. And that's how they got by. They became beggars. Um, and finally, one day, what they decided they had to do was their daughter, who had not reached puberty yet, they just decided to cut her hair very short and have her pose as a boy so she could get a job working in a man's shop. And, and she did this for a while to make some money for the household. Mm-hmm. And then, and, it, and by the way, the, it was based on a true story. Wow. And then... And then the Taliban decided 
Uh, we're going to take all the young boys of a certain age, and we're making them go to the madrasas, which are the uh, the Islamic schools. And the Taliban, by the way, the name Taliban uh, means the students. They call themselves the students because they were Islamic fundamentalists who indoctrinated as opposed to teaching. And they sent all of the 12-year-old boys, and unfortunately that scooped up this young girl who had been calling herself Osama, posing as a boy, and she was discovered there in, in amongst all the boys. And, um, and, and I'll let you just watch the movie to see what else happens. But um, extremely factually and, um, and, and, and presentation-wise, very accurate. Uh, the movie won a Golden Globe uh, for its presentation. But it's absolutely what I saw when I got on the ground that people were still recovering from. And the burkas were still walking up and down the street because I lived in what I, 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 were, I was in what's called a kind of a fundamentalist sort of area, Kunduz. It's where the Taliban had last held their territory before their final fall. But um, there were all kinds of things that were happening. And, uh, and we're watching right now as it just gets worse and worse uh, for the people in Afghanistan. So, folks, when I'm telling you what we're seeing is a military and foreign policy disaster, let me add to that. It's going to wind up being a human rights disaster. And we're seeing this right now. By the way, don't, don't believe that, oh, we're, we're sending troops over there to sort of help with an orderly withdrawal. Bullcrap. They're in full panic mode right now. NPR, not my usual source, but I try to get all the sources I can. NPR is reporting right now that the U.S. Embassy in Kabul is, is destroying sensitive materials and preparing to, to completely evacuate. And, and then KT McFarland, who I respect greatly, a uh, foreign policy expert, she says that the Afghanistan embassy situation is now completely desperate. That's where we are. I got a caller on the line, on line five. I'll go ahead and take Christopher from Athens because he wants to talk about Afghanistan while I'm still in the middle of it. So Christopher from Athens, this is Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. What you got, man? Uh, I just wanted to know that even since we've been over there for so long, how, how is it? I don't know we're pulling out and all or that, but how is the Taliban just sweeping through Afghanistan as quickly as they're able to, considering when we were there, I assume we pumped a lot of money in uh, armaments and training, I guess, the Afghan Army Security Force or whatever it was that was over there fighting with us? Yeah, so you're asking how the Taliban is as powerful as they are right now? Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so several things. One is uh, the, the 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 Taliban still uh, resided in and amongst the hillsides, the uh, the foreign the the, the, the outlying villages. Uh, they were not entirely gone, uh, but they also they had quite. Uh, in fact, uh, what was his name? Uh, Hekmatyar, I think, was one of the. Um, uh, oh gosh, I've forgotten his name now. But anyway, one of the one of the faction leaders. Uh, he kept his people mostly across the border into uh, uh, Pakistan, which is uh, partly also where the Taliban arose. So quite a few of them were in the Pakistan mountainous regions, which is very tribal, very hard for even the Pakistani government to control. Uh, and then uh, so we had quite a few hiding out there. Uh, then we've got foreign fighters that are in the mix. They come and go. And then we've also got the fact that uh, as they sweep across and they and they take over a village, they wind up conscripting uh, members uh, of that village, the adults or men of that village, and make them into soldiers under force and, and let them know they will kill their families if they don't otherwise believe they have to be there anyway because they'll kill their families if they don't. So they're, they're gaining an army as they go. And then on top of that, uh, Afghanistan has a strange history of uh, tribal factions that sometimes just switch places. It's not uncommon in the middle of a battlefield between the Northern Alliance and the Taliban 
for, for them to find out they had cousins, and then they would swap out, and they would go and fight for the other side because their cousin was on that side. And it, it just it's, it boggles the mind, but that's, that's it's kind of the cultural aspect of what they do. So we're seeing some flip-flops on that too. And then the last thing I would say is uh, as they sweep across, we're seeing even today apparently a huge amount of uh, Afghan uh, National Army soldiers surrendered just outside of Kabul. And, and every time that happens, and it happened up in Kunduz, in the north just the other day they literally surrender and turn over all of their weapon systems and vehicles and so if you watch the news right now you'll see pictures of taliban soldiers riding along like you know 10 of them sitting on top of a humvee okay classic so what they're doing is they're they're growing as they go it's kind of like watching the blob just sweep things up and grow as it goes so yes they were always there and uh and yes they're they're continuing on well, listen, folks, we've got to head into a break right now. We're going to come back, and I'm going to wrap up a little more about Afghanistan. Uh, I'm telling you, the Biden administration has made a complete debacle of this. We were already pulling out. We were slimming back. Uh, it was time to end the war. Even as a veteran, I recognize war should not continue forever. But how you leave is just as important. How you leave a, a war zone is equally as important as how you stayed. And the Biden administration... This, 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 I mean, right now, it is such a panic over there that all you can see is elbows and shoe soles as people go running for the planes trying to get out of the way of the Taliban because they're sweeping across the nation. Folks, we'll be right back. Right Side Radio, Phil Williams, solid conservative and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk giant in North Alabama. By the way, if you're driving along and you find yourself leaving the listening range for the AM-FM connection for WVNN, just recognize you can listen to Right Side Radio no matter where you are streaming online. Just go ahead and go to our website again, rightsideradio.org, and look for the Listen Live button and just click on it, and you're good to go. You can listen to it no matter where you are. We got Copper and I have listeners in, like, other states. Uh, we've got folks in Virginia, Indiana, uh, Mississippi, down south in Mobile. I mean, there's a lot of folks that are listening to Right Side that don't have to live right inside the AMFM capability. So just, just, just understand, you can get us wherever you is, and we'll be glad of it. Hey, um, folks, listen, I'm talking about Afghanistan right now, and, and I'm trying not to, to wear out the topic, but it's literally something that is, it is happening before our very eyes. And, and, I, and I do know that we have a ton of veterans in the right side audience. And, and, and so you're, you're watching something happening that, that, that should be infuriating you right now because your blood and treasure is being squandered at this particular point and, and by, an, by an administration that does not seem to understand anything. And I mean, like anything. And, and, and I, I say that knowing full well that they've, they've, they've got some experience in their ranks, but I cannot see it playing out with any coherent strategy. And, and so just so you know, Reports are right now that 3,000 troops are being sent over there right now to help with the, with the withdrawal. Now, listen, that's, that's a brigade combat team, y'all. That is, not, that is not just to help an orderly withdrawal. That's far more. That's a security and stability operations force. That is, that is literally a say-so operation 
that, that is happening before our very eyes, 3,000 truths. But what you're not hearing very often, what you're not hearing is that those 3,000 troops are not going to go, they're not going down to like Bagram where we used to have a base and everything else where they can, they can kind of shuttle back and forth. No, they're going straight to the Kabul International Airport because they recognize that it is so perilous right now in the nation's capital of Kabul, they've got to be close to the embassy. 3,000, apparently 1,000 U.S. Army soldiers, 2,000 Marines in a task force headed to the Kabul International Airport. On top of that, though, what you're not hearing very often is allegedly there are 4,000 more troops that are being staged in Kuwait as a quick reaction force in the event that it becomes necessary to augment the 3,000 that are going to be in country. This is on top of the 650 that were still there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have the equivalent of a robust combat arms division right now being placed in either in-country or very next-to-country, and it's it's... It's, it's not. It is not because, well, we got to be there to help an orderly withdrawal. No, they're in panic mode right now, and that's what it's going to take to keep things safe and to get people out. i got a caller on the line. I'll go ahead and take it. Um, we got about uh, two minutes to the next break. Zach from Muscle Shoals calling in about Afghanistan. I believe he's a Vietnam veteran. Hey, Zach, Phil Williams from Right Side. How are you today? Have we got Zach on the line? Can you hear me? Hey. Can you hear me? Hey. Well, we're, we're, we're not getting uh, Zach, so I can come back to him later, but uh, uh, Copper is going and tell him thank you. I, I, I can hear some kind of feedback in the background, but he's not making it through. Uh, but listen, um, I, Zach, I do see on the, uh, the type that, uh, that uh, Copper put up for me that you were a Vietnam vet, and I think you may be comparing uh, what we're seeing about the, 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 the panicky withdrawal to the exact same thing we saw in the fall of Saigon. And it's, it's absolutely reprehensible. It's absolutely reprehensible. There are people that still have um, the type of, you know, um, knowledge and background to, uh, to, to be able to remember the Vietnam withdrawal. And, and this is not translating into current policy. It, it's, it's an absolute failure, an abject failure on the part of the Biden administration that we are where we are right now. And, 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 and it was a great question a while ago uh, from the gentleman who called in before about how is the Taliban able to do this after 20 years? Well, they were never fully gone, but we kept a thumb on them because the only thing they understand is force. They were in amongst the people. They were across the border in Pakistan. By the way, my wife just pointed out in the text that this is their true fighting season. They very often lay low in the winter months because winter over there can be pretty rough. And the, and the fighting season is now... And yet the Biden administration chose to pull out in the midst of their fully organized fighting season. Sound like a smart plan to you? Sounds like a no plan to me. All right, folks. Phil Williams, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. we got plenty more where that came from. Stay tuned, because when you get back, I want to talk to you about, I don't know, why do the guys from AL.com hate Alabama so much? Why do they hate this beautiful state? We'll be right back. I'll tell you more. Hey! <laughs> 